Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. What a crazy few weeks on Wall Street. And uh, here on The Retirement Solution with John Hicks, we're here to answer some questions for you. So especially after the last couple of weeks, if you have some specific questions you'd like to address in person at our office in Louisville, Kentucky, you can reach out to us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. And especially at times like this, John, I think we start thinking about maybe some different ways to invest. And actually, Bloomberg brought up one of those topics recently. The network actually says there are companies that are buying expensive collectibles, like something like a rare baseball card, maybe a Picasso painting. And then they go out and they sell small shares of the overall investment. So the idea is that for regular people like us, to invest in big ticket items that we'd otherwise never have access to because I would never pay millions for a Picasso. Let me be very clear about that. Well, I don't know where I'd put it without like getting cheese whiz stains on right? it. I yeah. mean, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, in my house, it's any given minute that my five-year-old is not going to like whatever dinner was and she chucks it at something. <laughs> now, I, I, in, in, all fairness, in all fairness, she's left-handed and she's got a good throw, so okay. I'm not even mad. I'm right? like, hey, you keep that up, baby. Yeah. And you could maybe play some, some hardcore softball, maybe right? get a scholarship somewhere. Yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, it's laughable. But this is a really interesting concept because this is what I've been saying on the show for a long time. There are so many non-traditional investments that we can put money in. But realistically, there are a lot of people out there that we actually work with that do want things like this. You know, they may not want to buy 50 pristine Mickey Mantle cards on their own for 750000 but they really wouldn't mind diversifying 2000 bucks to get a percentage of that because if those go up over time, they can actually make money. Yeah, now, what we've seen, and I think I've used this example in the past, you can actually, or at least historically, you could have bought into restaurant chains. You never had to flip a burger. You never had to wait a table. Oh, good. You never had to sweep. Yeah, you never had to sweep up uh, peanut shells. But you could have actually gotten passive income of sometimes, in, in many examples, several thousands of dollars a year hmm. for a one-time investment. Okay. And I think that that is actually a pretty good thing. Yeah. So now they found a way where you can have a large company go in and they will buy, you know, basically things that are collectibles, things that typically appreciate well over time. You know, when you study wealth, Jennifer, one of the things that people don't talk about is how the wealthy spend their money. Yeah, Yeah, they buy some swirls of paint on a canvas and spend $4 million. The amazing thing is, is that often they can sell that swirl of paint on a canvas for $9 million in the next 10 years. Wow. And that's and people like me, people like us, people may not have the ability to do that or never even thought about it. But if you could, and, and think about it, there's some of those collectible memorabilia things out there. And I'm not talking about Beanie Babies from the 1990s. <laughs> we all have I'm, some of those, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw a lady was driving in front of me on 71 the other day and she had like 20 of them in the back of her, <laughs> of her car. <laughs> And they weren't even discolored. Like these are recent beanie babies. I had to, I had to laugh. I had to laugh just because anyway, that's not an investment strategy that I, that I believe in. Uh, but anyway, so the idea is that there are things out there that people can invest in that are off the beaten track. And here's the amazing thing. For diversification, I don't think often that you're going to find a coronavirus affecting a $4 million painting from Van Gogh. Hey, that's true. Yeah. yeah I don't think that uh, it can also contain the coronavirus. <laughs> 
so I think that you'd be okay. And most of those, I'm, I'm certain, are not in shipping boxes from China. So I think that people would be okay. No, but these are alternatives. And, and why do we discuss this? Why do we even mention it? Because when you do study the world's greatest investors, you cannot help but focus tremendously on endowments like Yale MIT, Harvard, uh, Notre Dame, for that matter. And all of these major institutions keep 20 to up to 40% of their entire endowment sometimes in alternative investments. Not necessarily like specifically artwork, Mm -hmm. but like in real estate or timberland or uh, passive ownership in real estate investment buildings where they own a skyscraper, you know, and they charge rents to all the companies that live on that floor. Uh Believe it or not, Warren Buffett's company does not own their own headquarters. They rent it. Now, how would you like to know that you could own a building they could lease it to Warren Buffett. You think he's going to pay his bills? Yeah. I feel pretty comfortable in yeah. that. And so as long as you're getting an attractive rate of return, maybe you can get 5 or 6 or 7% that has nothing to do with the economy, has nothing to do with interest rates, has nothing to do with the stock market. You can get a completely diversified 5, 6, or 7%. Those things exist out there, but often you have to seek them out. So, yeah, so now you can invest in Picassos, Jennifer. If I was going to buy a fractional share of a Picasso, I would like to get one in the blue period. (laughs) Or the chick that's got three boobs. (laughs) I mean, might as well make it interesting, right? I mean, why not? Because at least I don't know which part of the woman you're going to get. But if you had that... It could be potentially interesting. Maybe not. Probably not. I'm going to ask getting... which part you really want to focus in on there. I don't think I'd want to focus on which part I got. I don't think I'd want to personally invest in Picassos, but there are a lot of cool things. By the way, gold is considered an alternative investment, okay. as is silver, right. precious metals, and things like that. Uh-huh. So the main thing is, is that diversification is real. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you do look at what happened this week when the market went down, every thing went down when it came to market-based assets. How yeah. smart would it have been to have something in completely secured or completely non-correlated places, whether it be in, uh, in alternative investments or some form of a guaranteed and protected account, often insured. Those exist out there. You got to make sure that it's correct for you. But those things exist where you won't have the, the fodder that happened uh, early this week. We preach about diversification and true diversification. And it's interesting to know that you have a world of different options when you're looking for where to invest your retirement nest egg. And we would never encourage anyone to think about just one thing. And I think that's what so many product salesmen do today. They just sell you one thing, one idea. You're talking about a world of options. But again, that retirement solution is kind of different for everyone. Yeah. And so it's all about being unique to find out what will fit into your situation so you can control your maximum drawdown. The cool thing is, is based on how much risk you want to take, that'll kind of dictate what your portfolio should invest in for that period of time. If it's too wild to invest in one thing, then you don't for that period of time. And if it smooths itself out and it seems appropriate, then you jump in. It just needs to be catered to you specifically. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Well, maybe. Either way, drop us yours at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.